second right sis yeah it has yeah it really has life got in the way life did actually it's been hella busy at the moment yeah it for has both been. of us it has been how have you been i've been good i had a baby oh i well, know i didn't have a baby i had a baby nephew and that's I where i disappeared to for a wee while i went down to melbourne for the birth of my first nephew congratulations to the bro yes well, well done. done you put it in and made a beautiful one finally <laughs> what about you what have you been up to hey, oh your nephew Got suspended. Oh. <gasps> Tyson. I know. And I was like, it was the first time I was like, I'm going to give you a hiding. Like I got the strap out and everything. That boy. You need to send him to live with me for a while. I really, I do. Like it, my, that. I'll sort him out. I, I don't know what's up with him. I'm like, dude, that's three days I've got to stay home and do shit with you because you fuck around. It's that, what do you call it? Fuck around, you find out. That's what mm. that boy's done. Mm. Fuck around and he found out and I got that strap out. I was like, you fuck around again, boy, we're Parenting done. is mean fun. I know, but I didn't do anything, guys. And I'm like, when, you know, not with the abuse, but I put it in his head that if you fuck around again. Put the fear of God in them. Certainly did. His Someone dad was like, oh, please don't do that. But I was like, They got nah. alone. Yeah, he'll, he'll be all right. He'll be good. He'll <sighs> be good. Busy life. But today we have someone new with us. I've conned him. Good old she didn't Trent come. from Hey, hey guys. How you been? Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. No drama. Thank you for having me. He says that now. Yeah. He might be regretting it later. Until I get it's the right. spouse, it- put on me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I met Trent at the gym. He's, yes. He's now in a hetero relationship with my husband. <laughs> They're lovers. Oh, oh. They're lovers. I always knew it though. The bro, I kept saying to the bro. Something weird about that one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you know. No, but they've got a little bromance going, don't you? Yeah, it's a good combo. I feel. You, you look lost at the gym when he's not around. I am. You I'm are. Defi- yeah, definitely oh lost. Oh, God, he, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> they train together nearly every single day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. Real bromance good. going. It's good. Take, well, I ha- yeah. Taking him under my wing. Yeah. Showing him the ropes. He'll love that. Leading him astray. Leading him astray a Really? Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't need much to be led astray, no, to be honest. No, but he does need to be a little bit more naughtier to I reckon, as well. You know, he's very... <laughs> he's too good. Yeah, he's very good. He's too well behaved. Yeah, so he needs that cheekiness in his life. Yeah, yeah. so Trent's the, fr- the friend that you don't want them hanging out with. Oh, well, I'm too late now. Oh, I know. You got him on our yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. He fucks up, it'll be delete. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> well, no. thank you for coming on. Yes, no, thank you. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we just, like, tell us, who is Trent? Where are you from, bro? Where are you at? Where you a at? Boy from a little town called Otrahonga in the North Island. Uh, been on the Gold Coast for coming up twenty years now. Really? Oh, yeah, twenty years, long time. You so, still sound so fresh off the yeah. boat. How old are you? Forty. Oh yeah. So half my life. Yeah. On the, on the Gold Coast. Yeah, hard. Same. Yeah. So yeah, this is home. Yep. Um, and then yeah, obviously in the PT industry, been in there for about fifteen years. Lucky enough to train some really cool people. Oh, like um, who? Can you name drop? Please. Um, yeah. So people like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Shut oh, up. Hugh. Pink. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So I met some pretty cool people. What were they like? And I just thought you were some loser from the gym. That trains with your boyfriend. That's eventually if you hang around with the bro. Off you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, they were all good. So obviously it's just humans. So yep. everyone's got their own personality. Some are easy to work with. Some are... Fucking difficult. Ooh, <laughs> really? Give us one that you didn't Please. like training. Um, Who was a punish? Well, that's where I don't think I can name drop. Oh. Don't name drop, but yeah. tell us why they were uh, Just, you tough. know, obviously used of getting what they want. Right. Um, so. And you're not one to give in. No, I don't. As you know. I know. I don't, my personality does not no, drop. You it's, cannot get away with shit with this dude. But most yeah. people, like most PT, you can't get away with shit. That's why I'm like, hey. Yeah, well, some, to some degree, I feel like a lot of PT is uh, to do with sales. So yeah. they will want to keep you happy. Fair. And you're just like, nah, you're nah. coming here to do the fucking yeah, this job. this is what it is. That's right. Yeah, I don't need you. Yep. Yeah, you've That's got, a good mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So 
um, yeah, very straightforward. They just felt like they could get away with kind of um, dictating me around. Right. And like they owned me. They're paying me so they own me. You know? yeah. and so um wasn't a pleasant experience. Yeah. Um, and then obviously after the actual workout itself or workouts, they would invite me out to like lunch and mm-hmm. – Feel like I was a bit of a toy boy. Yeah. <laughs> you go, hell yeah. Uh, yeah You're single? Uh, no, I'm not single. Oh, really. okay. Well, no. then, no, you can't be a toy boy then. Yeah, no. But at, at the time, I was. Oh, so, okay. So okay. Te- what a lot. Technically, I could have been. That's mean. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So just, yeah, they felt like they could get away with what they wanted to. So I didn't really appreciate that. Mm. Just because of who, yeah, they, who they were. Oh, that's the thing at the moment. I'm finding that there's a delusion when it comes to people with notoriety. Yeah. that they believe that they do sit, sit themselves on that pedestal. And I don't know. It's just something that they give off. But like yeah. you said, everyone's just humans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they it. end up being a human. Yeah, it doesn't impress me much. Like, yeah. It's just, mm. they're just a person, you know, like, just like the rest of us. Yeah, totally. And that's how I honestly feel when it comes. And so have you always, like you said, you've been in PT for 15 years. Yeah. Have you always stuck with that? Or like, have you, what sort of PTing have you done? Because I know that over the last 10 years at least, there's been so many fads and styles on training yeah what do you kind of align with um well now these days it's more towards the mindset um yeah gut health like holistic health side of things Mm -hmm. i think that's what most kind of pts or humans in general kind of evolve to as they start getting older they have a bit of an awakening you know something Mm. bad in their life might happen and they kind of tend to go down that route um at the start it was just basically working in a big box kind of gym and it's all about numbers and mm-hmm. you know money yeah um, it wasn't so much well, was, yeah obviously can that fucking bird <laughs> fuck off <laughs> he's was, our friend <laughs> sorry about nature guys that's right so it was, yeah it wasn't so much about um you know the holistic side it was more just like getting people fit um, that old school mentality of it it was like you get into a gym and you just grind and yeah that's it yeah but i've definitely like I've been in the industry since the transition of Instagram and social media yeah. and how it's mm. kind of evolved into what it is. Like it wasn't that trendy when I first started and now it's super yeah. trendy. Everyone how do you how do you navigate that? Because you're not big on social. No. No, I tried to find you. Couldn't. No. No, no, I'm not big on social. No. So that and you're definitely not an Instagram PT. No. No, not at all. So I was, I was – obviously I was lucky enough to be in the industry kind of before that happened – I won these awards, so I won three national awards throughout Australia and then kind of got scouted to train these people before that stuff was big. Yeah, right. So I didn't need to, when I got approached to, you know, maybe we should set this up for you and go down that avenue. You, you know. didn't need to have a thousand followers on no, Instagram. No, I just, so I work with personal assistants and managers now and they kind of contact me and we organize it and we go from there. So it's pretty straightforward. You're I, so much cooler than I thought you were. Yeah, I really appreciate not being a part of that industry. Yeah, me. Right? Yeah. 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 It's just not me. I'm not into it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose one of the main reasons why we wanted to get you on, right? So we, our podcast, we're all about the spiritual side of life. Yeah. We're all about tapping in to our best versions of ourselves. We've been down the trauma route. We've, you know looked into healing through spirituality but in some of our interactions at the gym briefly when you can tear yourself away from my husband <laughs> um when I've been having real shit days and I've just like my head's not yeah everyone has those days at the gym you turn up because it's part of your routine or whatever or you feel like you should be there and mentally and emotionally I'm just not there to put in the physical effort And you will often call me out because I'm like, I'll walk up to you and Anna and be like, okay, I'm done, bye. And you'll be like, I've literally not seen you do anything. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Where do you think you're going? And this one particular day, um, I mean, precedent, I was on my cycle, which I shared with you as well. And you were like, oh, good. You can can take it easy today. It's okay to have easy days. But I think in like a five-minute conversation, I was nearly ready to burst into tears because you were tapping in to the exact thoughts I was having about myself that at that point and justifying everything for me or validating everything for me. And I feel like that's a big ethos in how you train is it's not just go in and pump weights and run 10 Ks or 
you know, lift super heavy or jump in a freaking F45 group class kind of thing. There's like a lot more to it. How did you kind of end up liking that sort of training? I feel, I, I know you've mentioned like a lot of things happened in your personal life to take you to that point too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm a really good judge of character. So, mm. and that's become with an experience of the, A, the job, but I feel like personally I've always been in touch with people get a good read on people um, and with that you kind of gauge where they're at and yeah, I don't know you would where do, where do you where did that start for you though because that doesn't doesn't come out of nowhere um, uh, so the big thing was about six years ago um, had a brother who passed away um, and then a year almost exactly to the date I got sick so I got diagnosed of this autoimmune condition shit um, and it basically flattered me on my ass for about six months. Yeah. Bedridden. Couldn't do anything. What does wow. those symptoms look like for you? Like Just extreme fatigue. So yeah. I didn't have really any other symptoms except for the fact that I couldn't get out of bed. So, wow. Yeah. And I had no family here um, and I was single at the time. Mm. Um, so it was pretty horrific. Um, and I was just like, fuck it. If I don't, if I don't do anything about it, I'm going to die. Yeah. I yeah. imagine too, like... You're, you're a, a physical great shape now, yep. but even then you would have been working in the fitness injury industry. Yeah. So being super physical, super active, a young dude yep. to then be flawed that you can't get yourself out of bed, that would have been like mentally yep. really yes. freaking hard yeah. too. And in a very vulnerable state because if you're by yourself, yeah. who are you going to lean on? Yeah, definitely. So I, was def- I probably would have – and I was on top of the world then. I was training these people – um, I had a lot going on and I was definitely probably a bit more cocky than I was mm-hmm. now and probably physically in better shape than I was now, to be honest with you. But, yeah, definitely took its toll mentally. Um, scared, you yeah. know, like so that fear came in, set in. Didn't know what was going on with my body. It was shutting down. I lost, I think it was 28 kilos all Shit. up. Um, and then people that would come visit me was like actually worried that am I going to get out of this? Yeah. So, um, that was the turning point. It was like literally just one day I woke up and was like, well, this isn't the end of the story, you know, and kind of took a bird's eye view approach and looked down of my story rather than being involved in it. Mm-hmm. So I took the emotion out um, and just kind of decided and deciphered a plan of what I had to do from that point. And it just started from um, walking to the mailbox and back. That's how it all started. As simple as that. That was your first goal. Yeah, was to walk to the mailbox and back, yep. And then it kind of just, all right, the next day I'm going to go 20 metres more. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, just make simple goals. So one of my – I remember one of my main goals was like I want to get into the water, not the shower, Mm -hmm. the actual beach. Yeah. So my goal was to walk down to the water and get in it. And that that was the the goal and then – Reach that and then the next step was to, all right, I feel like I need to get back into the gym just even if it's just to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, it all kind of started from there and um, having a strong mindset and just telling myself every day that basically I wasn't sick anymore kind of was the key to achieving that. It's funny like in that instance when people when people tell me like mind over matter kind of thing yeah. like, if I'm not feeling well, and Anthony has probably done this to me a few times, you know, just tell yourself you're not. Mm. It's a harder thing to do in reality than it is in theory. So how do you like overcome that? Um, mm. Well, I guess well, we can't remember it, but I guess um, as a baby trying to walk would have been a pretty difficult thing to do as well, you know, so, but it's training. Mm-hmm. So you can't just do, you know, tell yourself I'm going to be fine one day and expect mm. that you're going to be fine. You have to constantly be working at it just like anything else in your life. Yeah. So just the same mentality as stepping into the gym and wanting to achieve the body or the health that you desire, it's the same as, you know, the mindset side of things too. If you constantly work at it and keep telling yourself certain things or how you see your life being or progressing – eventually it will get there and I guess that kind of goes back into the manifesting side of things as well yeah Mm -hmm. you can't just put up a vision board look at it a couple of times a week and expect it to be a-okay and everything's going to work out and you're going to get everything that you want you have to actually keep training at it just like anything else in life 
Yeah. So, and then when it, you break it down like that, you think, well, that's quite easy because I've achieved all these other things in life. I've done this, I've done that, mm-hmm. um, but I had to work at it. So this is no different. Um, I want to set a plan and put some time into it and usually it's going to work out all right. Yeah. Do you think that it was because you had, you'd gone to probably a rock bottom in your health that you kind of said, I have no choice. This is the this is the only way that I know is going to work for me. That that kind of pricked you to kind of get off your ass and go, yeah, fuck, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, hundred percent. And like I said before that, like even when I was young, I always uh, was a really determined person. Sporty, sporty as what was your games? Uh, was your... Union, Union was yeah. obviously the game. Such um, a Kiwi thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, everything, anything and everything. Like literally, I if there was someone say, hey, you want a game of squat? Yeah. You want, mean. Play, you want to play golf? Yeah. Yeah, just never – I was never a no person. That's crazy yeah. that you went from being like that to then essentially bedridden. Yeah. Stress. 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 Got yeah. it. So – What do you think – if you reflect now, like hindsight is so wonderful. We talk about it all the time yeah. in this podcast. But like what stresses did you have? What was going on for you that you think made your body shut down because of stress? Well, the big one was my brother passing away. So, you know, you do a lot of reflection – um, and especially when I had to come back to the coast um, and all my family was back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, he was in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you had to go back, you you're surrounded by family. Yeah. Asking what happened to him? Uh, he was killed on his motorbike. So, yeah, drink driver, lost yeah. control of his van and collected him on his motorbike. So oh, it, was a, it was a sudden death. So yeah. Yeah. Even was, were, yeah, horrible. Yeah, it was just like, all, yeah, all of a sudden. Instant, there, of, not there. Yeah, so all of a sudden, you just got a phone call from dad um, and then looked at my phone and there was about six missed calls from him, which is really unusual. And then yeah. it was like, oh, something's not right. Are you from a big family? Uh, yeah. De- yeah, definitely f- uh, fairly big. I've got a sister and he was a brother. Then I've got like a big extended family, heaps of cousins. He- yeah. Like my mum mm. and dad's families are huge. So, yeah, big big support network. Yeah. But, but um, they're in New Zealand. They're, they're in New here. Zealand. That's yeah, right. yeah. So to come back here, you do a lot of reflecting. Um, and then it kind of made me think like, have I been putting enough time into them or, you know, has my heart been in the right place during, you know, you, as you know, like yeah. you, you, your mind can just go haywire of mm. where you think you might've gone wrong or regret or this and, you know, um, and then that with, that just accumulates stress. It's a, it's an oxidative stress that kind of stays in your body. Yeah. Um, and then that can, um, determine your gut health as well. So mm-hmm. stress is the, which is not really talked about. Right. Um, we think about what we put into our stomach, but stress is a big one to change that mitochondria and the, the bacteria in your stomach and whatnot. Um, and then that obviously I just didn't deal with it. So yeah. I probably dealt with it the wrong way where I went to a substances and yeah. whatnot to try kind of. Which is so common. Yeah. So it's huh. so common for it, uh, particularly our generation, I feel like. Yeah. You know, something bad happens. We want to get on the bags. We're like, let's get on the yeah. bags. Yeah. Let's get some mushrooms. Let's get some mushrooms. Let's yeah. get yeah. fucked up. Which is, well, we could touch base on that, but the, yeah. mu- the mushroom side of thing is actually quite interesting. And you'll probably see that in the mainstream in the next three to five years, how yeah. that's going to help a lot of people. Mm. I had, I had, yeah, I've seen a lot of that, especially because I watched Joe Rogan a lot. But yeah. um, the only thing I got out of it was I was sitting there, I was like, okay, I'm letting this come on. I know I need to. Um, but... Nah, nothing. All I got was dull colours. And I'm, I guess that was what it was at the end of the day. That's how I was seen. Yeah. Um, it was reflecting back to me that that just, for me, my life was feeling a little bit dull, dull and colourless. And, yeah, that's how it felt for me. So when I first got, I was about three months into being sick, I was trying all these different, you know, go see this person, go yeah. spending thousands of dollars trying to get better. Went to this integrated doctor and he was like, you need to go down to Byron and do ayahuasca. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. What's that? Ayahuasca. Um, so it's, is that like a like a carver drink or something that you drink? Yeah. There's 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 different ceremonies, but yeah, yeah. we had a drink and um, yeah, went down with a shaman, had a drink, and it's basically a purge. Yeah. So a purge of emotions. So Ooh. it's not a yeah, it's not a good experience, but it's it's really good after. So can I so just sorry? Go. Yeah. Ayahuasca. Like when you, you do a hard out gym workout and you're having to push shit out from her, right? And then she's getting more emotional. Same, same? Yeah. Without the high? 
Yeah. Are you going into it? Like, are you, what's the serotonin? Like, yeah, yeah. Getting your serotonin, your moods. It's like a DMT dump. Got yeah. Yeah. So. Um, what's DMT? <laughs> same, same. No, another podcast. Another. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not as intense. Because oh, you have to let go. Yeah. Like part of, if you, part of the taking a, a class, like the mushrooms and LSD and. Yeah. You have to let go. You know, that's part of it. hundred. Mm. And then you can let it go, you know. Yeah. Like, but with training, you kind of, because you're still in reality and you're still in touch, of, you know, you can feel where you walk. That you're there. Touch. Yeah. yeah. So you're in your yeah. 3D and when you're on, on Ayahuasca, you're on the 40. Yeah. 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 So it's not quite as intense. Got so it. what was that purge like for you? It was really good. Yeah. Really good. Not at, not at the, huh? we got to try it. we got to try it. Yeah. Someone. Not at the time, but it was not nice at the time. It's, ugh. Yeah. Literally spew. Ooh. Literally vomiting. Like physical reaction. Yeah. yeah. Which is quite yeah. common when you're dealing with emotional yeah. stress. Yeah. It creates a physical reaction. That's yeah. why when people get anxious or they're stressed, they get nauseous. They feel like they're going to be sick. You yeah. Pur- like yeah, you purge. Purge. That's right. So, yeah. and there's like the the gut itself, like, we, you know, there's this big thing on gut health, like how important it is and whatnot. Mm. But people don't actually realize like the significance of the gut as a brain itself. So yeah. um, like the, the saying, I've got a gut feeling, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a, re, you know, you're running on intuition, yep. you know, of, because of how you're feeling in your stomach, you know, and because that's basically the brain. Yeah. It, it's just. Yeah. It, I remember you saying that to me at the gym when we were talking about it, yeah. that it all sort of starts here. It all starts there. Yeah. And if we have, you know, if we feel nervous. It's in the gut. Yes. It's all related. Yeah. So that's what we should be listening to. The brain, I'd say, is more like a, a chip, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure everything's firing. Yeah. So, But the gut and the nervous system is what we should be concentrated on, for sure. I mean, I know you've said to me a lot of times when you, when you take on new PT clients, your first session's like therapy. Yeah. They usually end up in tears or yeah. some kind of emotional turmoil. Yeah. How do you find integrating your mindset stuff into your training you're not necessarily doing a physical assessment on them you're like tell me yeah so most like usually speaking if someone comes to you for training or pt to get in shape or lose weight or whatever it is it's going to carry a lot of emotion Mm -hmm. that that or they've had some kind of heartbreak or something's happened to make them flip that switch to to come to me um so i need to gauge where they're at um, because with the training itself, you're going to get a lot of emotion that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to be able to trust you. And I guess doing it in the first session is kind of like a make or break. So they either trust you and, you know, they're putting their, their wholehearted trust into you to, by letting go yeah. and getting that little bit of a breakthrough, like you said, by, you know, breaking down or whatnot or getting into the nitty gritties of what's holding them back or why are they here? After that, you know, it's it's pretty smooth sailing after that because they put that trust into you and they, they believe what, that you've got their best interests at heart. Mm. Um, and then they're kind of going to listen to you a lot more compared to if you're just coming along and doing a bit of training and then going. Yeah. So it's kind of like yourself how you said at the start, like within five minutes I kind of read you. Yeah. You, had a, you know, you would have left that experience saying, wow, that guy is like, you know, he got me. Yeah. That- well, I think that was probably one of the first, like we say hi to each other all the time, but you're training with Ant. So we've never, we, before that we had never really like had a conversation and in five minutes I walked away feeling like, like I said, validated in my feelings yeah. and that it was okay for me to have an off day, but yeah. I needed to really sit in why I was having an off day. Like what was I feeling that day why did I not want to train why did I feel shit about myself and it made me realize that it wasn't my fears because at that morning I hadn't like lifted well and I was like why am I not lifting my usual weights that I can lift and it was like well it's not because my physical strength isn't there I was not mentally prepared to be there that day because I had a hundred other things going through my mind and just that five minute conversation, I was like, oh, like I felt like a weight off. Yeah. 
just like walk away from the gym and being like, it's all good. And that's the thing is like, um, you know, so that first consultation that I, you mentioned that I have with people, they have a breakdown. Um, you have to get them believing because that's the, that's the key behind it all. Mm. Mm. They don't believe that they can blah, blah, blah in 12 weeks or whatnot. You know, they're never going to get there. In the end of the day, it comes down to them. So if they, I can tell them, I can give them the tools, mm. I can train them hard, you know, I can, but I'm not there. They're not paying me to be with them 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't baby them. It's up, it's up to them. So you get them on that mindset of belief, um, that's when it, it works. You say that and I'm sitting here going, it's the same as what I do when I read for people. So when I read tarot and take them through their spiritual journey and the ascension and awakening to what they can do. It's the same thing I say to them. Here's the tools. I can only give you that, but at the end of the day, you've got to go home and you've got to sit there and you've got to question whether or not you're pretending to be something to me to tell me something. I'm fucking going to know anyway. But, or are you really wanting to truly deal with you? And I think as well, probably in both similar situations, you get the same people who come back to you again and again and nothing's changing changing. and the weight's not shifting and I'm not, you know, seeing the results I want. Well, did you do the work that I told you you needed to do? That's right. And people always think, um, I I like to call it like outbound instead of inbound. This is why I haven't uh, received that result. Or this is, you know, no, that's only one reason. It's you. And (laughs) And you're responsible. And that's responsible for every emotion that you have in everyday life. Yeah. You know, like oh, these cars are making me late to work, you know, well, you're in the cars, you know, like mm. it's, it's you. So as soon as you take that responsibility and in, in any form of life, so, you know, as humans, we're quick to... Place blame. Yeah, like they make me feel like this. You yeah. Know? But no, no, no one makes you feel like anything. You, you do. You do, you know, yeah. so... How does someone... Get over that. And I think it probably ties into a little bit of something I want to bring up that Kel and I were talking about before you got here. I'm not having a great body image week mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. So I went, we're going to Cairns on Friday mm-hmm. for a family holiday and I went bikini shopping on Monday and I left Sea Folly in tears and poor Anthony had no idea how to handle the situation. He was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Let's go buy you something else. And I was like, it's not that. And you know, I've been training hard for probably the better part of two years. Mm. I've lost close to 20 kilos and I'm still not satisfied, but I am stuck in that rut of a place of I need to like acknowledge how far I've come and I've achieved loads. So I want to be proud of that, but I'm still not satisfied. My mental like what I'm looking at doesn't match how I feel and I'm all over the place. Like how, how what are the steps you tell someone to get out of their head by getting their head at the same time? Cause I feel like it's a bit of both. I've got to get out of my head of that mindset of the shit feelings, but I need to get into my head to make something happen. Mm. Yep. So the number one thing would be, who are you comparing it to? Like <laughs> literally everyone around me. Yeah, so yep. there's only one you, um, and that's the beauty. Um, so Thank you, bro. <laughs> um, so if you're comparing it to other people or like an image that you have in your head that you want to maintain or be or whatnot, um, you know, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure right there. It's okay to, you know, always strive to be better every day. Um, but if you're comparing yourself to tomorrow – I don't think it's going to work. If you're comparing yourself to yesterday, of course you're going to feel better. Mm. Um, and that's all you can compare to. I was better right. than yesterday. And that's what—that's not just physically as well. That's mentally. Every, you know, All we have to do is what can I do today? Today's a new day. I'm starting from zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can I do today to be better than yesterday? Hard. And that's whether we win a million dollars or whatnot, it's back to zero. hundred. Yeah, I'm back to zero. What can I do that's better today? Because you know, I look at her at the same time she's saying this, you know, what the fuck's up with you? Yeah. That's and, then, and then she's like, I'm not feeling good about how I look. And I was like, you know, the funny thing is I look at you and I think I'd love to be there. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you 
being like that with yourself, when I look at you, I see beautiful. I know exactly. I see that beautiful heart. I also know the inside of her, but the outside matches the inside. So I didn't get oh, yeah. where that was coming I from. I think something you just said as well is comparison. To be honest, hindsight, but I probably don't necessarily compare myself to other people That's as true. much as I compare myself to the old me. Yeah. Got it. The me Same. that I grieve. <laughs> the pre-baby me. Yeah. Who ate whatever the fuck she wanted yeah. and partied and my version of the gym was going out on Friday night and not getting so home till Sunday morning. So you're setting an unrealistic A massive unrealistic, but I really struggled to let that version of Sarah go. Yeah, exactly. But also that Sarah, uh, that version of Sarah is no different to anyone else's versions of themselves. Like yeah. we, I do it. Mm. I look at the mirror and say, oh, I'm having a bad day today. Everyone does it. Yeah. But it's the moment that you let go is when it changes, you know. Mm. So you have to – the quicker that you can say to yourself, it's just a day, it's all good, I haven't had these other days, you know, like I've thought of myself as beautiful other days. Yeah. So this is just a day, it's just a moment. That moment doesn't define me. If I look at my lifeline like what is this, a piece of sand in the lifeline that I think I look like shit today, Yeah. get over it. As soon as you're over it, move on to the next. Yeah. And it's li- as soon as you let go of that thought, that's that's literally when the magic happens is letting go of thoughts. That's, yeah, that's, it's a psychology That's why we meditate. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as you can get over, you know, like it's just a day. It's just I could come in here tomorrow, try these bikinis on and I could be banging. Hard. You yeah. I mean? Bitch, you, you need mean? me to yeah, come with you. Yeah, so honestly. And, and I think, do you think that it's important we recognise those days? Like we often... In a couple episodes ago, you know, we talked about feelings and sitting in them, yeah. like sitting in our shit, yeah. but not long enough so that we stink. No, yeah, mm. exactly. And I think, oh, to me personally, it's like, yeah, it's all good to recognize that feeling. I think at the time, it's good to recognize that feeling, but no other time except for that time. Let it go. Let it, let go. it go. Let it go. As soon as you let it go, the better. Frozen the shit out of that. Yeah. It's it really, yeah. it, it's like I said. Go back up on a bird's eye view, look down at your life, look from when you were born, we'll call that A to now, Z, you know what I mean? That's like a speck of sand in your life. That's such a good perspective Does to it have. define your life? No. no. Has it been the majority of your life, have you been in a good head space? Mm. Yes. So what really is it? It's nothing. It's literally, it's just a piece of time. And a that, blip. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think mindset is such a powerful thing, but it is something that you have to work at every single day. Yeah. You, like you said, you can't just throw it up on a vision board and say it once and be like, mm-hmm, I'm good. Mm. It's something that you constantly have to work at. Mm. What tools can you give someone to help them? I mean, nothing's an overnight thing, right? Like we keep saying it all takes consistency and work, but what basics can you give someone to help their mindset and you know what stresses in people's lives that's what i was going to go down what stresses in people's lives are the most common that you think people end up in that square space um so tools is every day first thing you do wake up grateful Mm, what are you grateful for what, what's in your life that you're grateful for? And it could be physical, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the, you know. Um, but li- write them down. Look at them. Think about how they relate to you. Um, number two, which is the difficult one, stop thinking. <laughs> because, because Swords in your head. Thinking is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Emotion, especially for a man. Emotion, Emotional man is a dangerous man. Yeah. So men are not meant to think out of emotion. That's when you'll get the abusive, you know, toxic relationship man because he's thinking emotionally and mm-hmm. that we're not meant to be running from that space. So when I say stop thinking, um, it's harder than it, you know, sounds obvious. So tools mm-hmm. would be have a cold shower. All you're doing at that time is literally having thinking about breathing and dealing yeah. with the cold shower. Anything to take your mind off something. So go back to your happy place. So when I say that, it would be something that you did as a kid um, that made you very happy. Go do that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because then you're not thinking. All you're doing is thinking about what you're literally doing at the time. There's no other influences. So 
we get stagnant in a job, obviously that opens up space because now we're so, um, how do I say, in control of our what we're doing in our work environment that it's allowed space for thoughts to come in. You know, and that's why people get depressed. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, that holiday was so good for me. There's a reason by that because you're not thinking. Yeah. You're, not, you're not thinking, what have I, oh, I've got work tomorrow. I've got to go get the kids. I've got to get, you know, blah, blah, blah. You literally, it's not the destination. Mm. It's just the fact that you're doing something different every you're single switching day. switching Yeah, you're like, oh, we could do this or we could do that because we're on holiday. But it's not, yeah, it's anything that you can do to stop thinking. How do you deal with someone that's on the spectrum then that overthinks? Yeah, that's a, I've actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually had a client um, this morning. Yeah. Um, her partner has Asperger's. Ah, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's one that I haven't dealt with, luckily enough, too often. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, th- again, it's um, getting them to do th- things physically that they enjoy. Yeah. That they're going to sh- shut down and stop thinking, just think about what they're doing at the time rather than saying, hey, we're going to do a 10-minute meditation or not. It doesn't always work for most people. Mm. Um so they need to, um, yeah, do something active, do something that it's called flow state. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you think of uh, our our mind as a memory card, right? And we get born, we've got zero memory used. Mm. Yeah. And when, as we slowly evolve through life, all this memory starts ticking up in our in our memory card, so to speak. Yeah. Some of that memory doesn't need to be there. It, you know, and it's just like a memory stick that we might plug in that's full. It doesn't work that well. It navigates, it glitches. Yeah. It, you know, it's not working to how we should. We know we empty it out. Empty those cookies defrag out. Defrag it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Boom. All of a sudden, you know, that mind's working nice and clean now. So it's, it's just, I just relate it back to that, to your so mind. So you're, you're, you're essentially saying to someone, start anew. Yeah. Clear it out every day. Clear it out. Clear it start out. Start anew. Yeah. And then you'll feel fresh. Feel fresh. That's Don't go it. back onto the old shit. No, there's no point thinking about it. Because today done. is today is today. Yeah. Yesterday was yesterday. It's done. It's done. Can't change it. It's done. Yeah. Can't change it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Delete it. Keep the keep the photos that are good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Keep the good photos. Yeah. Delete the bad ones. Yeah. Mm. You know those ugly photos. Get rid of them. Yeah. Keep the good ones. You can reflect back on them. I'm glad you say that because a lot of people always say keep the ugly ones to look at so that you can. See how far you've See come. how far you've come. I have a, a reverse dysmorphia. Yeah. So I look at myself and I think, fuck, you're hot, <laughs> you know? And then I see it on camera and then I'll, I'll be saying to her, I fucking hate myself. Hate yeah. If I look to the bigger photos of me, I was happy then anyway. Yeah. But I go back, oh, yuck. And then my day is kind of half fucked. Yeah. Because I've already told myself, now you look great. And then I go back to those photos and I don't. Well, that's it. And it's like we were touching base before about the neurons in the body. So if you've got those good images in your head and you're constantly going back into those images, it's only going to give you a good experience Hard. now. Yeah. Do you mean? So delete the old, delete the ugly, the bad, the trauma, the whatever's in your life. Try to delete it. You know, like try actually get it rid of it out of your – there's ways I can probably – another episode but this is sweet because we want you on another one (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah you have to get into that work with it come either come to peace with it yeah um and by coming to peace with it you'll no longer bring it up subconsciously um and then it kind of deletes well even spiritually you have to go down that road of doing that purge as well where you've got to you know forgive those things you're willing to forgive as well which is letting go yeah and saying you're no longer going to have control over me which changes that mindset which changes the way you do things and how you think yeah sometimes we go back to it because you know that's what we do we're human yeah but then when you come out of it you're like fuck i'm not i'm not having to live in that life or that space anymore so we're moving forward mm. yeah exactly yeah I'm, I'm all about it it's the same it, the cool thing is with spirituality is it really relates to science a lot yeah um and that's what i love about with my clients i guess the people that aren't so spiritual i can kind of tell them in a scientific way yeah and make sense beautiful and i guess that's why i have success when it comes down that road as well because i'm a quite a relatable person yeah Mm -hmm. i'm not i don't wear you know i don't look like a Hardy Krishna, you know, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And people either fit into both those types they of do. roles. There's not just that, you know, he's normal. 
You know, like he looks like me. Oh, you don't yeah. look like me, but you know yeah. what I mean. Or, he's, he's just he's one of the bros. Yeah, well, he's done naughty things too. Hi, he's you know he's yeah. he's been down that route too. Like yeah, he's very relatable. Yeah. Um, and then you can kind of decide, like, are they spiritual or are they, you know. How can like, I word this to them in yeah. a way they're going to receive it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I will say that that is probably one of your biggest assets is your personality. Yeah. In that you're so normal, you're so realistic, you're so relatable. Like, like you said, you can look at you and you've got the tats on your arm or whatever. And I'm like, this boy's seen a few over the years, but your experiences are what make you so knowledgeable in mm. that you draw on them and what you taught yourself through that shit period of your life, you're now just willing to like give like it to open others. Open book. Yeah. 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 I've just always been good around people. Um, so I guess it's an energy thing. Yeah, it just is. Just kind yeah. of linking into their energy, sussing what they're about to a certain degree, um, breaking down, you know, the walls of them and seeing yeah. who they really are, not just the front. So um, were you the go-to person for most of your friends or your family when it came to that kind of stuff as well? Um, not younger because I was probably more of a bad boy. So okay. they probably got loosey-goosey. Yeah, don't really want to, you know, but um, definitely as we all? I've got older, yeah, more like my um, parents are very successful. Yep. But dad will often like ring me up and say, hey, what about this? How do you feel about that? And it's yeah. cool. I love that kind of relationship. So you had a good upbringing. Yep. So there's no major trauma apart from the fact that you, the big one of the biggest impacts in your life was your brother's passing. Yeah, there was no yeah no real trauma. That was the the big so one. That was the start for you. That was the start. Because yeah. a lot of times when people um, you know that I deal with and talk with, it, a lot of them don't have the trauma from um, their childhood. It come, came in a really impactful moment that just changed their whole mindset. Yeah, it yeah. started them, and I'm like, well, you were always meant to go down that course, and unfortunately, it does come from. Death normally yeah. it takes someone to their well, I call it the spiritual journey, their ascension and their awakening, and yeah. that was it for you. Yeah, that was mm. it. Yeah, so yeah, it was literally lucky. Just explained it. It was just happy go lucky trend on top of the world. Everything was cool. Training these cool people, making some money. You know, a little bit cocky, and then bam, and then Ego. rug pulled out from Psh, underneath. Yeah, them. this is reality. You know, this is what happens. This is this is actually what's important. You know, and all those things that, like I said, you go back and reflect on. Yeah. To make me go, oh, and then obviously getting sick a year later. Yeah. Was the big one was like, whoa, that's like a double whammy. Um, you know, I need to really try to change the way that I think. How do you find your clients different in how they approach mindset training, guys versus girls? Um, well, I guess that's through my direction. So I'm, I'm big on feminine energy, masculine energy, yeah. and I'm real big on um, people sitting in that energy and yeah. relating back to that energy. So in this day and age, unfortunately, we need um, two income, like two providers, mm -hmm. basically, which is it's testing on the male energy straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. But it's just the system that we live in. Yeah. So you have a female that's a provider now, She's, she's somewhat in that masculine energy. Yes. And I feel like that's where the clash. switch. That's where the clash is too. We're not naturally sitting in what we're already. No. So it's it's quite, so a lot of, um, you know, healers and whatnot, they'll be like, you know, go to meditating and go. The central nerv nervous system in a female is quite tricky. Yeah. Um, they actually need to know the difference between, you know, calm, or like fight or flight and not. Um, and they don't. So, so generally speaking, uh, a female is in a calmer state than a guy. Yes. So if you tell them to meditate straight off the bat, they it's kind of not guiding them to – that's calm anyway. Mm. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm chilling and my central nervous system now is calming down. I'm no longer in that state. But it's the same as when I'm out of meditation anyway. Mm. So what's the difference? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything changing here. Yeah, so the, a good way to to do that is either get them high intensity training, so some boxing or something like full on, and yep. then the meditate. You know, so changing that. Right. Yeah. So, That's actually yeah. I didn't think of that. So I'm in fight or flight now. Yep. You know, going hard. hard. I'm in, yeah, and now I'm bring calm. them, make them come yeah. right back down. So your uh, your nervous system, which is responsible for every single. Th thing in your body yeah. <laughs> can differentiate or what's it called differentiate differentiate between um being calm and not 
Yeah. yeah. And so right. now I know my role in the body. Got you. Which a lot of which is the first thing I do with a lot of girls that are suffering from trauma and whatnot. I'm like, all right, we need to do some high intensity. And they're like, what? You know, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I know that's yeah. what I do. Fuck yeah, that. But it's it's it is key, yeah, obviously, to get them into that fight or flight mode. Right. This is what it is to be under stress and whatnot. And now chill. Yeah. Again, different with a male. Yeah. Males technically, well, they should be more of an, in a fight or flight mode anyway because that was our role, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's more, you know, the cold showers and uh, more calming, kind of sitting in their mind a bit more and trying to phase out the emotions and um, thoughts and whatnot. And like I said, an emotional man is, is pretty dangerous. I'm going to kind of get a little bit sidetracked. Sex, yeah. Do you does that you do you say the guys? I know it's a bit weird. No, but no, no. I, no, I like, get where you're but, going with this. You know, for for me, I'm like when there's that release of you know that sexual energy. Do you put? Do you say to males maybe use that as a tool to get you into calm state? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. It's it's all like I said, sitting in the masculine energy, and that is being in the masculine energy. A yeah. man should desire to have sex. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So what's your take on people that then take uh, what's the drugs, uh, steroids and stuff that yeah. diminishes your sexual drive? Do you believe that's taking Doesn't them out it, of don't, – don't, don't those increase it? Oh, I thought it was diminish so, it. So there's some that diminish and yeah. there's some that increase. Okay. So it just depends what, oh, okay. what route they go down, yeah. But if they're just taking – so like you said with steroids and whatnot – testosterone can actually be healthy for a man if, right. they, if they go to a doctor they've got low testosterone they need to get a top up of testosterone it's important that they do so you know like and if that means that they have to take something to to help with that which yeah. would be a technically class as a steroid yep um, i'm all about it in a in a controlled dose yes mm. it's just when it goes there is definitely i've read a lot and anthony's you know investigated a lot into like a balance a balanced dose yeah. of testosterone to yeah. keep you at that level. Yeah. And I would say men, unlike women, we think about our hormone levels all the time. Yeah. It's something that, you know, with our cycles and with our emotions and with yeah. our weight fluctuating, we're like, okay, where's my hormonal balance? I don't see a lot of guys going to the doctor to get blood tests to be like, where's my test at? Where's my estrogen no, at? But there is more. It is a growing trend. There's more and more. Which more. I think is probably a good thing, right? Yeah, and a, sure. there is a negative stigma around steroids. I mean, there's dudes who abuse them, yeah. of course. There's yeah. people who... Yeah, but it's, there's people that abuse milk. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? it's, it's, yeah. it's all in... It's relative, right? Yeah. Like, you can overdrink water. True. You know, like... Yeah. It's, Everything in moderation. But also, too, just on that. So, um, the food that we eat, you know, the fear that we see in media... All these things affect our hormones. Yeah, it's interesting what you just said about how all the things that we take in from like the media and externally affect our emotions. Because I remember when Ant, if maybe a couple of years ago, was going down that big rabbit hole of the pedophilia scandals in the yeah. US and stuff, it was all consuming for him. You're just then taking all of that on. Yeah, for no reason and giving, at all. And giving yourself something Anxiety. else that you have to then every morning. Let go of. For argument's sake, it's the jab, right? Yeah. The jab. I'm big no-no. Yep. Uh, look, anyone who wants to do it. I think most of us are. Go for it if you want to do it. But it was actually the big eye-opener for me is how many men just went along with it. Because mm. as a provider and a protector, I would, as a man, I'd be like, no. You know, like, I don't agree on that. Yeah. Why my family is healthy and safe, we're fine. Like... If they could 100% guarantee that by taking that injection that you were not going to pass it on to anyone else and you're going to actually protect people, sure, can kind of understand to some degree. But uh, uh, makeshift medicine mm. is like as a man, it really was an eye-opener for me. I was like, why isn't there more men going no? Mm. And they're like, no. And my kids, my family, not we're not having mm. that. And in line with that, like the men that you work with. Yeah. It would be so different. Like you were just saying, you know, every week you have a woman in your garage training who like fully just dumps emotionally. Do you find it harder to get that out of men? Because typically and socially 
you have all been so ingrained over the last hundred years to not show your emotions, to not deal with anything, to be this masculine energy who is just a provider. How do you get your male clients to tap into that so much more? Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm a big believer they need to have that dump, like you were saying, as a man, but also to not run out of emotional space. So it's the key is for a man is purpose. So, mm-hmm. um, and if they have nothing going on, it can be small things throughout the day that gives them purpose. Like, and that's what I'll, I'll give them a man, a checklist of things like a man who might come to be a bit depressed and, or anxious or whatnot. I'll give them a, literally a checklist of things to do throughout the day that gives them purpose. So it could be waking up, going for a walk, getting into a cold shower, gargling some salt, um, all these different, you know, little methods throughout the day that gives creates purpose. And then what that does is it makes them feel like they're wanted, they're in control. Um, and then that kind of snowballs into the next stage of, you know, of what it might be in their life, whether it be their employment or looking after their their family, so to mm. speak. They feel like they've got control. At the, me- at the moment, men in particular, I feel, have no – there's a big turning point with this, you know, which is awesome because women are getting this recognition now, you know, of empowerment and, you know, being on equal terms, which is great. But at the same token, with that, there's, with something great, there's always going to be a downfall mm-hmm. and it's created a bit of men – lacking purpose mm-hmm. where do we fit in where do you know and it's not just this push i guess by you know but it's the system that we're in like i was saying we both have to provide and that mm. cha- and that, and let's take it back to the caveman days a woman all of a sudden comes up and goes no you don't know how to do it and catches the tiger what what does the man do yeah like holy fuck, there's a do, fine line you know, between like, creating equality for women yeah without demasculating our men. Exactly. And that's what's happening now. Even so that word toxic masculinity, mm. even if we say that it's been so ingrained by us now by the media and this push, you know, whatnot, but even if we say the word masculine now, people can almost relate it to toxic. Negative connotation yep. immediately. Yeah, where I'm all about being a masculine. A masculine, we've just lost the lost the definition of it. That's yeah. all. We've, we have to, you know, go back into schools or whatnot whatnot and teach kids the definition of being masculine and that's providing and protecting that was the sole definition of a man back in the day you got to provide and protect them Go I, I believe that there needs to be a balance to it though because that's that part of that yin yang thing for me is like you do need to have a balanced part but your role is to be the masculine yeah and the family in that relationship but so. i think as well coming back to the fact that if if we as women not saying we can't do everything a man can do. We can do we can do anything we want to do. But if we then take on the role of being everything, what are what we are leaving for them? They yeah. then have no purpose. But, women the same. But it's, without it's, a purpose, women feel just as hundred. You exactly. know, so, useless. But it's also too, if you look at who we inspire to be or do, it's things that or people that are different to us, have got different traits in us. You know, we find that attractive. Yeah. And we find you know, and that's what we, you know, we're, oh, wow, look at them. They can do this. I can't do that. They can do this, though. And that's where we've lost that connection between men and women is it's kind of molded into one, one. to so to speak, mm. ra- what, rather than if there was a man who was in his masculine energy, woman's in that feminine energy, and they appreciate it. They're like, wow, you know, she's showing me traits that I wish I had or I wish I could, you know, I recognize a great for my kids and these people. I really appreciate that and love that about her. And then she's seeing the other side of that man doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be in that, you know, state as well. Mm. It's just good to appreciate that that's what they're, you know. I That's what they bring to the table. That's right. So when, um, you know, the saying, um, I don't need no man, Mm. you know, what? well, technically you do because he's going to offer a whole, you know, you offer a whole other level of, support guidance everything else that you know that is going to be great in your life do you mm. does it mean you need them to survive and get ahead and all? not really yeah but, yeah but see i have a slightly different take on that mm. because anthony and i have had this conversation several times where i don't need him no. i want him yeah which is which Cause, is because because if you know 
knock on wood, the worst thing happens, we break up or he gets hit by a bus or whatever, I'll survive. But I, you know, I don't need him to come and change my tire when I get a flat, but I like knowing that can. I can have him there. That's right. So, and the thing is, is yeah, like you said, we don't, technically you don't need them. But, but it, we should want them. And that's well, where I think that reciprocal appreciation for what they bring to the table but, comes but in. But also too, if you look at the deep core of evolution, we need each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you actually the go... circle of life. Yeah, if you go deep into it, like... And there's always going to be that biological, which, um, I, I guess it's an attachment mm. of, fuck, we actually need each other. Same yeah. sex? Oh, I, that's a whole nother... <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother, I feel like even... No, I know, I get it, I get like it. diving down this rabbit hole. No, yeah. no, I, I know, I know, I know, um, but it, it, it is, it kind but of... But I think, I think um, you know, we could sit here... Trent is such a good talker. Yeah, no. We could sit here for days. You are yeah. definitely going to be back, my friend. I think for me, my biggest takeaway is I'm going to try and set myself some daily goals. I'm going to I'm gonna do my gratitude in the morning and I'm going to do something to stop myself from thinking because we've established mm. I'm a chronic overthinker. overthinker. What's it, what did you do when you were young that you enjoyed? Did you draw or sing? or? No, I was never good at anything. But what, there, there would my have been personality something. was what carried me. There would have been something that... <laughs> Helping you, people. Yeah. It doesn't mean you had to be good at it. It just means that you really enjoyed it. Like that was the shit. You know, like... I, I think I'm going to have to give some thought to it because nothing... I have a very bland life. I'm not a bland life. I had a wild life. But I don't remember one singular activity. I mean, at the moment, the best thing that Anthony and I are doing, we do a three and a half K walk every day. Yeah. And that is really our downtime. Yeah. Like we're pumping, we're pumping and we're trying to beat our time every day. Yeah. And it's the time that we can say stuff. And I think we're like so physically exhausted that all of the shit we wouldn't necessarily say when we're sitting and looking at each other is coming out. And yeah. that's really cathartic at yeah. the moment. But I'm, yeah, I think I, and I need to go into my memory drive and I'm going to delete all the shit. Yeah, that's the key. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and do that. I'm gonna purge it all. I'm gonna let it all go, and I'm not gonna think about how I felt on Monday because everyone has been telling me the opposite since mm. then. So I need to just start listening. Today is today. Today is today. Yeah, and or, and just on that too, you know those days where you wake up and all of a sudden, like you've cleaned the whole house, you've gone to the gym, you've gone and done the shopping, you've done all these things and you look back at your day and you go, holy fuck, I did heaps today. Yeah. You know, and it was, those are the days where we didn't think, we just did. did. We just and did. we're on to the next thing and next thing. So that's what we were talking about with me and Kelly about flow state. That's, that's you're mm, actually in yeah, flow, flow state, state. then. So uh, uh, I guess like a trick to get into flow state is go back and d do something when you were little that you really liked doing and do it for half an hour, an hour, all of a sudden you'll be in that flow state and then the rest of your day will just go boom, 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 boom and flow on. And if you can continuously train that day in, day out, I mean, you, your mental health is only going to benefit from mm. that alone. So what's your purpose, bro? Uh, my purpose is obviously just to share the same, like share the same message. I like yeah. I love helping people. I love um, coming into contact with different walks of life, yeah. Um, and just seeing what they're about and seeing where they sit. Um, obviously, you know the world is, you know, starting to go into hyper speed. Yeah, I guess it's going at a real fast pace. People are lost, mm. um, and a lot of people. But it's also, if you're a spiritual person, you know that with that becomes the awakening. Yep. Um, and I like to make sure people are ready for that. Yeah, because there's a difference between wanting it and then actually getting into that space and being ready for it because it is a big smack in the face like and you have to be mentally sound to kind of take it on otherwise Absolutely. you can go down the other path of it and then it will lead you back into that addictive uh, nature yeah, yeah spiral a lot of it is shadow work is mm. is really like we keep saying sitting in your shit and really dealing with it but not long enough that you sit in it for far too long as smell but yeah the same kind of thing it's it is flow state flow state is just being being mm. that's it and you gotta yeah you gotta remember love and hate run parallel they do like a train track yeah so it's very close to each other so
So you can eat, you know what I mean? So you can step one into one and out of another. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very really, easily. Yeah. So that's what I say when, when I mean, uh, well, that's what I mean when I say getting people prepared for it. You know, yeah, they have yeah. to be mentally sound to stay on that same, just because it doesn't work out one day or the next day or whatever, yeah. you have to just keep going. You have to keep training at it. It's just like anything else that we've ever done in life doesn't just come. Yeah. You have to keep, you know, work like a, a healed, there's never a healed person. No, you're constantly you're healing. You're constantly healing, you know, so, um, and as long as you're in that state of mind, I feel like you're in a way better state of mind than you were yesterday and the day before, you know, you're constantly wanting to progress and heal and that's a happy person. Yeah. Yeah. You know? We're very grateful. Absolutely. I love this is the one thing I will say that Anthony always brings to the table is he will make conversation with anyone Everyone. and anyone. Yeah. And yeah. the day that you two said hi and started talking, I'm very grateful oh, for. Yeah. Well, you came in as a purpose to Anthony. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yeah. podcast. Thank you. And, yeah. and I think that um, you are only going to do amazing things. I know there's some cool things on the horizon for you in yeah. this journey and yeah. I'm super stoked that we get to be friends and I get to watch that. Yeah, so it's going to be epic. Yeah, right. This too. has been awesome. Thank been you very one. much no for coming on. Well, I'm sure we're gonna... I'll see you soon. Oh, fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we're going to wrap up today's episode, but we will have on our next one our yeah. old girl Cass. Yo, Cass She's is coming on. back. We're going to have a few more drinks again because it's always good times. Yeah, with... this one we're going to be – what are we doing? Um, well, we were going to do a little bit of a true crime recap. Yeah, and be drunk. Because that's really real drunk. big at the moment. Um, so we'll we'll get into that on the next one. But thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Trent. <laughs> <laughs>